It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I see the Brewers talk about spring training. The Brewers re-signed Wade Miley as uh, one of their pitchers for next year. That's good. He had a nice season last year. What they do in the future, down to winter meetings, we will wait and see. But uh, we've got winter meetings going on around here, too. Jill was down at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation annual meeting. At the Kalahari Resort yesterday, they had the resolutions meeting, and it's uh, it's kind of a well, they, a lot of resolutions that they uh, undertake. Sometimes some of them get uh, well, I don't say a little bit heated, but they have some good negotiations. Did they have any of that, or was it pretty smooth yesterday? Oh, they had some talks. They they had a lot of discussions. We talked dairy. We talked energy. You know, and that's mm. always going to be a hot topic when you talk solar and wind energy. Um, and one thing I found kind of interesting, we did talk general government and the DNR, they're requesting that they always have a search warrant to come into your personal property. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started out as just a search warrant for your, your home, your residence, but then it was expanded to personal property because they said that the DNR is not generally required to have those search warrants. And I didn't even really know that thinking about it, um, I, I learned something new, so yeah. isn't that the goal, to go with these things Absolutely. and learn something new? Absolutely, so, and even edu- educate the, the folks that represent Farm Bureau in the various districts around the state and later on at the American Farm Bureau Federation uh, annual meeting, which will be coming up very, very soon. I'm not even sure where they go, but they always go someplace pretty nice for that winter meeting for the American Farm Bureau. But we'll hear a couple of little sound bites on... Uh, energy and dairy a little later on right yep that's what we've got actually and there's one more thing that took a lot of time to discuss and it was ta- we talked about or they talked about local lo- uh, locker plants accepting animals that maybe had a broken leg that were slaughtered on the farm so they just wanted to clarify some language in there and make it so and this these animals aren't going to be sold anywhere They're going back be to fun- the owners back to the owner but they just wanted to have some clarification, making the locker plants understand that they were behind them, you know, using your resources and not yeah. letting it go to waste. Yep, that's right. Sometime we get to uh, legislative happy, that is for sure. So uh, good stuff. The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation wrapping up. And, of course, after they have their resolution meeting, the board always goes into reorganization mode. And I did not see anything about uh, reorganization of Kevin Krentz is still the president. I know that can change, but uh, we'll we'll double check and maybe go on the website here this morning and see if they've uh, issued that kind of a news release as far as the reorganization of the board. But again, Farm Bureau is all done. Coming up uh, this week, they're still busy at the Dells as uh, this coming weekend, Friday through Sunday, 
the Wisconsin Farmers Union will have their annual meeting. This one will be at the Chula Vista coming up. What'd you find? Well, I found out that Brad Olson was elected president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Um, Olson is out of Polk County. And Krenz was re-elected president of the Rural Mutual Insurance Company. All right, so there's a change of leadership. Kevin was was president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation and Rural Mutual, but now just Rural Mutual, so a new president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, and uh, we'll get a hold of uh, of the new president, who is once again... Brad Olson. Brad Olson, so congratulations, Brad, from up in Polk County, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. All right, so did you notice, did you walk in this morning and notice anything in this building? It sure is delightful. Holy man, they decorated this. I've been here, this is coming up on my, I think, 47th year is in the Christmas season here. And the building has never looked like this. Even when we were part of Channel 13, we never had decorations like this. But uh, boy, I'll tell you, this building is spectacular. In fact, I invite you to stop in and take a look at our decorations. This is wonderful in our building and want to thank some folks. Two Sisters in a Bucket, they do a wonderful job uh, keeping our building clean and spiffed up all the time. And They're creative, they're imaginative, and they're a lot of fun. So if you need uh, cleaning done, Two Sisters in a Bucket. And they uh, work with Midwest Home Supply to provide uh, some of the decorations. I mean, Christmas trees and wreaths and uh, blinking ornaments <laughs> And you name it, we've got it on on this building. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, and there's even music playing yeah. by the back door. Well, I, I came up the back door, and there's in the parking lot, there's the Christmas carols, Christmas music playing, and I thought, what in the world's going on here? So it, uh, we are in the holiday spirit. Again, thanks to Two Sisters in a Bucket and Midwest Home Supply. I want to give them a shout-out and a big thanks because uh, it's kind of fun to come in here this morning and you walk around the corner and there's something new celebrating Christmas. So, again, thanks to uh, Midwest Home Supply and Two Sisters in a Bucket. So that will make you smile. So come on in here. Not so much on the outside, but inside the building. It's It's really pretty in here. It really looks nice. Well, the uh, news that maybe not so much smiling. The November Class 3 price came out yesterday, or came out at the end of last week, actually. And, um, as you might expect, not all that good. But uh, we'll talk about those numbers as well. Also, the National Corn Yield Contest Harvest Entry Deadline has been extended until today. So if you want to enter the National Corn Growers Association Yield Contest, you have until today to get that registration in at 4 o'clock Central Time. And uh, at ncga.com slash ncyc, National Corn Yield Contest. So again, that's coming up. The deadline for that is today. And uh, other things uh, going on. Have we got anything else that ends today or... Uh is it pretty close to being done for the day, or the week? Well, I think we're close to being done for the day, but we've got um, Compere Financials having an open house on Thursday. I believe that's from 10 till 2. They have a new office here in Eau Claire. And there's a financial meeting on Thursday also. All right. I've got to do a little more investigation on that okay. one. Okay, so there's a lot of things going on. One of the busiest seasons of the year is always here between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And uh, we've got uh, 
meetings coming up. There'll be a big uh, grain meeting coming up, I believe, on Thursday as well in the area. There was uh, the best western south of town here, southwest of town, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I don't have that file. Yeah, you do. You just look for it. You got <laughs> Check your well, calendar. You've got it. It's a Thursday meeting. Guy from Nebraska is going to be here to talk about grain marketing. Well, we also have the Wisconsin Water and Soil Health Conference. That is the 7th and the 8th, so the end of the week. That's, that's at the, the Ka- Kalahari yeah. Resort and Convention Center. All right. So as we said, there's a lot of things going on around the area, and the weather shouldn't be too bad to get you there. Hey, we've got some pretty good weather, mostly cloudy. Now, spitting a little bit out there as you get up this morning. Maybe it's a little white around your neighborhood, but uh, otherwise, just uh, going to end a little later on. Not enough to bother anybody, I don't think. The roads weren't too bad coming in this morning, were they? No, they were slippery. It's all <laughs> snow-covered and slippery on those back roads. All right. You say I live out in the backwoods. Well, it was slippery coming in. <laughs> you found her today. All right, but uh, it'll get better as the day goes along. 36, the high today, 40 tomorrow, Thursday. 49, Friday, 46, anything you got on the road now, it'll be gone. Saturday, 36, Sunday, 32. Right now, it's a very pleasant 31 degrees outside our back door. Been a cowboy on 20 in a row. Wax 104.5. Good morning. And uh, we've got a pretty nice day again. 36, nice week. 49 on Thursday. But it's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. That's news time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The war between Israel and Hamas rages on. The Israeli military said it's expanding its ground assault to all of the Gaza Strip. Some residents in the region said there's nowhere safe to go as the fighting starts to spread to the southern part of the region. This comes as rockets continue to be fired from Gaza into Israel. Over 17,000 people have been killed since the fighting began on October 7th. The liability of the Oxycontin maker and its role in the U.S. opioid crisis is being scrutinized by the Supreme Court. Mark Mayfield with the details. The High Court heard a challenge Monday from the Justice Department to last year's $6 billion settlement agreed to by Purdue Pharma. The bankruptcy ruling by a New York court shielded the Sackler family, which controlled the company from future litigation. Families of OxyContin victims say they deserve to sue the Sacklers. Most of the money from the original deal would go to states and to Native American tribes to help fight the epidemic. The U.S. Air Force says the wreckage of a military aircraft has been found off the coast of Japan. A search team found the Osprey aircraft that crashed during a training exercise last week, along with the bodies of the five missing crew members. So far, none of the remains have been identified. Two crew members still remain unaccounted for after Monday's discovery. Several police officers are recovering from minor injuries after an Arlington Virginia home exploded and caught fire. Arlington police say they were notified about a man firing a flare gun at the home Monday afternoon. Officers were trying to serve a search warrant when there was a report of multiple shots fired by the suspect. The house then exploded and caught fire. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Pretty nice week. You got more corn to combine. Mother Nature shouldn't slow you down. Today, 36, mostly cloudy, a little spitting out there this morning. Snow flurries, sleet, stuff like that. But then the roads are a little slippery, so just be careful. Eventually, it'll burn off, though, as we said, 36 
Tonight, down to 22, partly cloudy, mostly cloudy tomorrow, 40, but then it's going to really be nice. Thursday, partly cloudy. We're going to see sunshine uh, on and off. Should be a nice week. Thursday, 49. Friday, 46, and then back into the 30s on Saturday and Sunday. Right now, Rice Lake, Wausau, and Marshfield are all 31. Medford's at 29. Green Bay's also at 31. La Crosse, 35. Madison, Sun Prairie, 32. And Milwaukee, it's 36. Here in Eau Claire, it's nice, 31 degrees. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll be going to our equity reports here at the end of the hour. Jerry Fitzgerald join us from over at Stratford, of course. And we'll get Hud Eman from down at Sparta with the report on the sales of Sparta and Stratford yesterday. But in the meantime, we've got our markets courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance as we scan the prices of the sale barns to get an idea of where we're at. And where are we at, Jill, as far as the cash livestock? Choice fed beef steers are 167 to 178 with mixed steers at 112 to 166. Choice fed beef heifers are 167 to 178 with those mixed heifers at 110 to 166. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 170. Choice fed Holstein steers are 151 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 101 to 148. Cows are 73 to 94 with a top of 110 with bulls at 84 to 110. Butcher hogs are 30 to 71 with sows at 35 to 44 and boars at 10 to 19. New crop market lambs are 160 to 171 with feeder lambs at 50 to 230 and ewes at 55 to 135. Small goats are 10 to $155. Medium goats are 75 to $215. Large goats are one hundred forty-five to three hundred twenty dollars, with nanny goats at thirty-five to two hundred thirty dollars. And as those markets develop during the week, we'll update the hog, the sheep, and the goat markets as well. At the Merck yesterday, livestock futures uh, cattle prices were down. December live cattle one sixty-seven twenty-five at the close, down two hundred two. February one sixty-seven zero seven, down two hundred five. April live cattle one sixty-nine seventy, down a dollar ninety-two. June cattle one sixty six twenty seven down a dollar twenty seven. Feeder cattle, as we said, were also down again. Some big drops here. January closed at two ten fifty two. That's down three dollars and ninety cents. March feeder cattle two thirteen fifty seven down three sixty five. April down three seventy five at two seventeen forty two. May down three eighty two at two twenty one oh seven. And August down four oh five at two thirty four ninety two. Lean hog carcass contracts, December down 55 at 68.05. February was up 70 cents at 70.80. April hog contracts, 77.55, up $1.17 in May, up 95 at 84.72. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday. Corn was, oh, about a, what, half, three quarters of a cent higher. Uncertainty about South American corn crop and uh, better export reports. Beans were down. Traders looking at good. South American soybean crops here as we get into this next season. Overnight, what happened on the Board of Trade? March corn, one to two cents higher, sitting at 487. This morning, the oats at 395. The March wheat up four at 624. March soybeans up four to five cents, 1331 this morning. Soybean meal for March up 230 a ton at 40160. Cheese and butter were up. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half, 153 and a half. Blocks up two and three quarters, 154 and three quarters. Butter up two and three quarters, two sixty eight and a quarter. December class three up four, sixteen sixteen. January up a nickel, but only at sixteen thirty six. February down one, sixteen sixty nine. 
March down a nickel at 1737. April was up three at 1781. And uh, next spring out through July, prices were a little bit higher, but nowhere where we need them to be. 11 minutes after 5 o'clock, and I don't know if we're Facebook friends, you and I, whatever the case may be. If uh, you're a Facebook friend with me, you saw that I was at the Packer game on Sunday. What a game! That's the best Packer game I've ever seen in my life, live at Lambeau Field. And, of course, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know when the Kansas City Chiefs are in town, who else is around there? Well, I saw that you had some pictures that you... uh snapped of yeah. Miss Taylor Swift. She and was right down the hall from where I was. So, I saw her two or three times. So what does that mean with you and Faith Hill? I mean, oh, have no, you Taylor changed... Swift doesn't hold a candle to, to Faith Hill. Can Faith just... Hill and I have pictures together. Taylor was uh, not going to sit with a picture for me. <laughs> but I did get to see her and it was kind of fun. Nice young lady, really. is. She didn't have a big entourage of these muscle-bound bodyguards. She had two or three lady girlfriends or whatever with her and one guy and you know one officer a, a lady officer that uh, taylor swift was bigger than lady officer walking around i mean she was out going to the restroom and things smiling at people and it was uh, good a nice young lady taylor swift and uh, it was it's good for football it's good to bring young fans in there too so it was a lot of fun so uh taylor swift thanks for coming to lambeau field hope she enjoyed it this little Christmas with Taylor on wax. And her boyfriend, Taylor Kelsey, or Kelsey, the, the uh, tight end. Travis, Travis Kelsey. I didn't think Tyler was right. Tyler and Taylor. <laughs> Travis Swift, or Tra- Travis Kelsey, uh, lost the game. But a uh, great game. It was good to see her there. It's always, it's always good. And a lot of Swifties in the crowd. Simone Biles was also there, and she sat out with the people, though. You know, her husband is uh, number 34, the defensive back, Owens, and she sat out there. It was kind of neat because some guy made a goat hat for her, greatest of all time as far as gymnasts. So she would put a goat hat on, you know, fancy wool hat he made, and then uh, a Green Bay Packer fan for a hat for her husband. So it was kind of fun. Sunday night, and of course, Packers played great, won the ball game, so it was a a worthwhile trip to Green Bay, I would say. We've got some worthwhile farm news coming up. We'll wrap uh, some of the things at the Farm Bureau Convention next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Dairy policy discussed, as you might expect, at the Farm Bureau State Convention. Jill, what did they talk about? Well, they talked about the dairy revitalization plan. And there was some wordage they wanted to strike out of it. And they decided to not strike out that wordage. But what was interesting to me was we had uh, Karen Shaw from Barron County, Mel Pittman, Polk County, Matt Krenz from Eau Claire County. They all weighed in on this. And I've not been to one of these before where they got to go up to the microphones and talk and say their piece. And I think that, you know, when you get all that information together and then they get to vote on it, the delegates to get to vote on it, I think that really speaks volumes for getting the word out there. But we're going to hear from Dave Daniels. He's the District 1 director, and he's a dairy farmer. And I thought he'd be a good one to talk to about this. So on the table, they brought forward the dairy revitalization plan, which is a plan that's been out in the works here for several years. Uh, They tried to tie it to the farm bill, which is kind of stalled out, but uh, right now the delegates voted to support that plan, and I think we just need to get that out to the 
our members about how it will affect them and go from there. And the revitalization program, does that hinge on anything else or is it ideas and concepts to help the dairy industry? I think it's ideas and concepts on how they can look at how much milk is being produced and how much milk is being demanded. Uh, Right now our co-ops are kind of structuring that already for us, but this is a different sort of process trying to keep the government out of it a little bit uh, and having uh, the dairy farmers work through it themselves. That amendment was to strike down some language. Did it pass? The actual resolution passed. Uh, it was There was amendments brought forward to strike it and bring it back to uh, what our policy stated before, which was education and inform our membership. Uh, and we're still trying to do that with other policies, knowingly that the federal milk marketing order hearings are being in, uh, in place right now and working through that structure with American Farm Bureau. So Dave Daniels, who's been a longtime leader of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, it sounds like there's, you know, even though you belong to the same organization, a lot of different ideas, which is good. It is. It is fun to hear. Actually, I thought it was kind of interesting just to hear the different viewpoints. And, you know, you've got your crop farmers, you've got your dairy farmers, your beef farmers. Everybody had a word to say about it. All right. And we'll hear energy, a little bit on energy policy coming up this morning as Joe was at the uh, Farm Bureau Convention on Monday over there for their resolution session. But uh, coming up, we're going to hear about uh, winter calf care as uh, our Pam Yonke talked to Courtney Hallbach about that right here on Wax. It's about 20 minutes after 531 degrees. It'll get 36 today. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the snow is on the ground, but for a lot of Wisconsin, we're still witnessing some pretty big fluctuations as far as temperatures are concerned. And then, of course, there's the wind, all providing unique challenges to Wisconsin's dairy industry when it comes to livestock care. I'm Pam Yonke from the southern end of the world's longest barn here in Madison, visiting with Courtney Hallbach. She's an outreach specialist with the Dairyland Initiative. Housed within the School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus, it's really designed to provide all kinds of great information for today's dairy farmers and help them manage through the elements. I talked with Courtney and asked her to explain how the Dairyland Initiative got started. The Dairyland Initiative is an outreach program that's available mostly online for dairy farmers as well as veterinarians and other industry consultants who are looking for practical recommendations to improve their livestock's livelihood through improved cow comfort and facility design as well as lameness prevention tools. Um, my colleague, Dr. Terry Olivet, she's relatively new with the School of Veterinary Medicine, and she is spearheading the work in using ultrasound to scan lungs and young calves to help pick up respiratory disease earlier rather than later. And so that's kind of where our new approach has been. But, um, you know, we've always been that go-to source for housing recommendations and lameness prevention tools. We're still there. We're still expanding. A lot of our work in the last couple of years has been joining forces with um, the dairy science, dairy and animal sciences department. 
and Dr. Jennifer Van Oss trying to look at how do we improve air speeds in the cow resting space so that cows lie down longer during periods of heat stress. And that's been our main focus the last couple of years. We've done a little bit with trying to figure out the best ways to lay out automated milking facilities to not only improve cow flow at the robots, but also improve labor efficiency. You know, with that being an online base, are you seeing a bigger intake, uptake of that materials? I mean, there's getting to be fewer and fewer, let's just say, large animal specialists in the United States, and even fewer that are primarily focused on dairy specifically. Are you seeing an uptick in how those resources are being used online? Yeah, it's been an incredible, um, a lot amount of people coming into our website. We get over 2,000 people um, coming to our website, looking mostly at things like heat abatement resources, freestall dimensions, stall surface, how do you design a positive pressure tube system for a calf facility. We've also um, offered virtual workshops biannually that gets over 100 people signing up. Um, and then we are across our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and um, tons of views there just trying to get Get the latest information out, mostly a lot of news articles, things that we see when we're out troubleshooting, um, herd consultations that we like to get out and to, into the hands of dairy farmers. I was saying to Courtney when she came into the studio, I, I'm a dairy kid. My goal always is that I'm giving something new to the audience as far as information, um, talking about what we do at this time of the year to take care of our dairy animals. If you grew up in dairy, you know this drumbeat. Things are going to change on a 24-hour basis. What are you seeing new out there, Courtney? Tell me maybe a little bit more about the work being done on scanning those lungs to get us ahead of the curve because these animals are so very valuable these days. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, you know... Oftentimes, we've done a great job. You know, caretakers are going in, they're watching calves, they're looking at their feed intakes, they're looking for droopy ears, um, um, you know, uh, stuffy noses and things. But um, sometimes we often get to the calves too late. And so we're training veterinarians to be able to use ultrasound to scan lungs so that we can diagnose respiratory disease before we start to see those clinical signs making it um you know much better use for antibiotic usage trying to minimize that as much as possible and also making it easier for caregivers you know you see caregiver fatigue um as you start to see really sick calves and calves that are dying and so if we can prevent calves from getting to that point that's wearing on the caregiver themselves. We're not only investing in um, our calf's future and making sure that they have productive lifespans, um, but also making sure that our caregivers are working in optimal environments with healthy calves. Well, and that's kind of what you were getting at when you mentioned what other work is going on. It's not just about caring for that individual animal. It's the whole environment around them. I mentioned to Courtney, tell me about the technology. Are we using new technology outside of, you know, the ultrasounds on the lungs? Uh, What's new out there that seems to keep dairy farmers really engaged in the process? There's a lot of ways that we can design barns um, to ventilate in various ways. You know, the focus has been on adult cow facilities looking at, you know, how to optimize mechanical ventilation. There's cross, tunnel, hybrids, positive pressure. And as a result, you know, our fan companies are coming out with a lot of great uh, fans that are uh 
are able to be used in all of these different applications. Um, and with that, there's new sensors as well to help automate the entire ventilation system so that you don't have to be in charge. You can allow the thermostats and sensors to work so that you can take a back seat and feel comfortable that your ventilation in the barn is working to its optimal standards. Again, Courtney Hallbach in studio with us. She's at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, one of the primary leads for the Dairyland Initiative, creating this base of information for dairy producers, primarily, obviously, the goal in Wisconsin, but being shared uh, across uh, state lines and probably outside the United States. What do you see as one of the critical areas where we still fall short, Courtney, when it comes to our calf care at these critical times of the season? Now, Courtney and I were saying, you know, it pivots. From earlier this year, we were all about heat mitigation. Now we're about how tight do I button them in to protect them from the cold and the wet. Where do we still seem to miss a beat when it comes to caring for this pivot weather. Yeah, so this is when I start getting a lot of calls and emails asking, you know, how do I care for my calves as we're transitioning between seasons? Because, you know, I looked at the weather uh, here in Madison, it's going to be 75 degrees and then it's going to drop down to 40. So how do you deal with those swings in temperature? And it really comes down to focusing on your calf care management. So keeping up those feeding rates, making sure that that calf has a dry, comfortable place to lie down and keep herself warm, but then make sure she's not having a draft on her. So that really turns to curtain management. All of our barns right now, for the most part, with calf barns are all naturally ventilated. So we want to make sure that air, wind, especially is still getting into the barn. We need to ventilate and at a minimum of four air changes an hour, but how that air is getting in is really important. So focusing on, you know, is that curtain facing towards the prevailing winds? Are you opening it down at calf level or up towards the eave opening or the roof opening and trying to figure out, okay, is she going to feel a draft or not? Um, Oftentimes, those curtains in those barns aren't uh, controlled automatically, so it comes down to the caregiver, and at night is when we're having our biggest issues. I mean, those calves, they're just like you, and you were just saying how, yeah, we're throwing on jackets now. These calves can't do that, so thinking, okay, how do I... balance the need for ventilation and keeping those calves free of drafts. Um, so I like to always make sure that at night those curtains are up. If we're going to be getting down into those lower temperatures, you think back, newborn calves, they start to feel cold stress under 50 degrees. So, and as calves get older, their te- cold stress temperature threshold goes down. So it's really those newborn calves that we're caring about Um I like to see calf pens off of a sidewall by about three feet. That just ensures that as colder air is coming into the barn and hits the warmer air inside of the barn, it doesn't fall down into the calf pen and create drafts. You know, start looking at putting on calf jackets. You know, the concern, though, is that calves are going to be sweating because we don't want them wet. So um, maybe not quite yet with the 75-degree weather here, but as we start dropping down into these colder temperatures and hit the winter, think about getting those calf jackets it's on as well and it's common sense really courtney hallbach winter calf care you know calves as they're born have less immunity than a human baby and human babies obviously we know for the most part born in hospitals with a a lot of care and uh, calves need that help you find that in your your uh, herd absolutely this last winter this last spring when we calved was the first year that i put calf coats on 
when they were out in the pasture. Otherwise, it's been always they had them in the shed and I didn't mm-hmm. need them out in the pasture. But I was putting them on, putting those earmuffs on, saving calves. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what you got to do. And, of course, uh, Pam did that interview, obviously, a while back, talking 75 degrees. But it'll be nice this week. We'll have uh, Thursday 49, Friday 46, and it'll be 36 today. We'll find out how the sale barn activity started out this week. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock and Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on with the market, shall we? Let's get over to Premier Livestock in Withy. Rocky Olson is with us, and uh, he sent me some video of that big dome where they can play inside. The kids can play in, or adults, whatever, inside in the wintertime. Did your uh, daughter win her tournament? No, she didn't, but we had... uh had a heck of a good time, and we learned a lot. Well, that's good. That's good. It's kind of fun to watch when you don't have to wear mittens and stocking caps, huh? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We just uh, need one of them around here. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Maybe you put it's that kind of a sail, put that kind of a sail barn up. What? Say that again, Bob. Make the sail barn a little bigger and warmer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of dual purpose deal. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you got to you got to expand a little bit more. Oh boy. Well, how'd Monday go? Uh, good, Bob. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, this is we sold right at uh, 1,200 head yesterday, Monday. Uh, unfortunately, the markets were all lower across the board yesterday. Fed cattle traded lower. High choice and prime Holstein steers 142 to 158. Select and low choice 133 to 141. Choice beef up to 170. Market cows traded lower. High yielding cows from 86 to 110. Many cows from 65 to 85. Market bulls lower, mostly from a dollar to a dollar sixteen lower yielding and lightweight ninety nine and down organic market cows uh, lower mostly from one ten to one forty five lower yielding lightweight uh, one oh nine and down newborn Holstein bull calves remained pretty steady yesterday uh, Holstein bull calves mostly from two hundred to four hundred with your beef cross calves from three fifty to six Today, Tuesday, we have our special feeder cattle auction and bred beef cow auction. Uh, we're going to be expecting right around 800 head for the sale today of feeder cattle. Uh, got a nice run of bred beef cows, real nice run of bred beef cows for the sale today, starting at 11 o'clock, uh, followed by the feeder cattle. Beef and dairy cross and Holstein feeders, lots of very nice groups of feeder cattle for the sale today. Full list of consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to have our hay auction. Uh, that's going to start at 9.30 in the morning. Nice selection of hay. And then 11 o'clock, we will go to the dairy cattle auction. We're expecting over 250 head of dairy cattle. Uh, bulk of the run's going to be milk cows, top fresh cows, lots of them, lots of parlor freestall cows, many of those coming from top consigners. If you're looking for some really good cows, uh, certainly want to be looking at that sale tomorrow. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, just do want to put a little advance notice out. We do have a 165 cow organic herd for next week's sale. Uh, they're parlor freestyle. They're probably the best organic herd that we've sold at Premier. Uh, they're good enough. Most of you conventional guys would go right after them. So a lot more information on those on the website. And that's how it shaped up, Bob. Sounds good. You have a good one, Rocky. A good week to get out and look at cattle. Weather-wise, you you. You all right. we'll talk to you in the morning. Good. All right, there Thank he you. goes. There's Rocky over there, Premier Livestock in the Withy area. As we said, good week to get out and look at cattle or do whatever you want. I'm worried about a white Christmas. I don't know. Let's go over to 13 First Alert Weather. Mike Dandry is with us. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Bob. 
So uh, long term, I know we're only the 5th of December, so we've still got three weeks to go, and a lot can happen in that time. But long term, do you see any blasts of winter coming our way as far as snow? I mean, there's some chances later on down the road, but that can change, you yeah. know, and, and it's a little One far way out. or the other, it can go either way. We can go exactly. from two inch to a 10 inch forecast, huh? Now, remember, uh, remember, Bob, last year around this time, we were like, oh man, a white Christmas looks like it's in jeopardy, and then all of a sudden it started snowing, and yep. it just kept snowing. Yep, it did, but it's not going to snow this week. What's going on? No, we just have those lingering flurries that are left over from last night, which of course didn't really amount to very much, but a few slick spots on the roadways are possible this morning. Now, temperature-wise, going to look very similar to yesterday, topping out in the mid-30s, and once these flurries kind of fizzle out, we'll just have a mainly cloudy and quiet uh, quiet afternoon. But tonight, we'll have a few breaks in the clouds that'll allow our temperatures to dip a little further, mostly in the low 20s later on tonight. For tomorrow, starting off with some cloud cover, and then we start to clear out later on. Highs are right around 40 for tomorrow. Now, Thursday, we see the return of sunshine, winds picking up out of the south, and that'll push our temperatures to the upper 40s, potentially low 50s. And just for reference, our record high on Thursday is 49 degrees. Another mild one on Friday, topping out in the mid-40s, mostly sunny before a cold front rolls through Friday night into Saturday morning, keeping us in the mid-30s for Saturday. And for Sunday and Monday, cooling back down near average, staying mostly dry. And our temperature is mostly in the low 30s. But right now, we just have a few flakes falling and a temperature of 31 degrees in Eau Claire. Usually when you talk about... Cold front moving through in December, it's about zero. It's yeah. Below, not 30. I know. It is kind of funny when you say that, but that, really is, is. that is the case. All right. We'll deal with it. Hey, you have a good one, Michael. You betcha. You bet. Sounds good. There he goes. Mike Dandry over 13. First alert weather on Wax. Morgan's going to join us with the news. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get some more news this morning in the newsroom here at Wax. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom. What did you think when you walked in the back door this morning? You walked around the building yet? Man, did they put up some lights and the spirit of the season is shining here. Oh, my goodness. We had a Christmas tree that was about, when I left on Friday, it was about four feet high. Today, it's about 12 feet high. It really grew. I don't know what they fed it, but it really grew over the weekend. You sure you didn't shrink? <laughs> we were waiting for you to come back to put the star on the tall tree like oh, the bumbles. We needed you. It goes you. right through the ceiling. You can't get at it. Man, I know. oh, man. But again, Midwest Home Supply, two sisters in a bucket. Have decorated it. Like I said before, I've been here 47, this be my 47th Christmas, and never looked as beautiful as it is right now. Isn't that something? Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. It's so, hard not to feel yeah. uh, the spirit of the season when you're out Boy, there. that is Merry for sure. and bright you for bet. sure. Merry Christmas. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines from our area. Now, we talked about this yesterday, so we'll begin with an update. Good morning. The man accused of killing his neighbor in 2016 is headed for another competency exam. A judge yesterday ordered Shane Helmbrick to be examined by doctors to see if he is fit enough to stand trial. Now, originally, doctors said Helmbrick was not. He was sent to a mental hospital hospital instead of a prison, but he walked away from a halfway house in Toma last fall and went on the run. He recently was arrested in Mexico. Prosecutors not yet saying if they plan to refile charges in the homicide case. In other headlines, a Barron County man is back in jail after two arrests in four days for domestic incidents, with deputies arriving first to arrest 60-year-old Donald Springer middle of last week after he holed up in a home in Chitek refusing to come out. He posted a signature bond on Friday. Deputies re-arrested him over the weekend after he barricaded himself into the same house. You can find details online in the press releases at 715newsroom.com. 
Well, if you happen to swing into the Lake Wasota Travel Shop on County Highway X and while you put your donut and coffee up there, decided to grab a Powerball ticket, you might want to check the numbers. Somebody's $100,000 richer after a ticket there, and you can find the details online and the numbers. Just check them in case. Be a nice time of year to win that, right? 715newsroom.com. Well, speaking of numbers, Wisconsin's outdoor recreation industry added a record-breaking $9.8 billion to the state's gross domestic product in 2022. We'll break down the latest numbers so far. Wisconsin Office of Outdoor Recreation says it's a nearly 7% increase from 21, which was also a record-breaking year. The data also shows the industry supported more than 94,000 jobs, gave out $4.7 billion in employee compensation. And when it comes to Wisconsin's ATV and motorcycle sector, a contribution of $1 billion, which is actually the most of any state across the U.S. And with the spirit of the season here shining bright, if you're going shopping for those Christmas presents, the five golden rings will cost you more this year, as will the Lords of Leaping. We're going to talk 12 days. Every year, the good people at PNC Bank release their Christmas price index. And this year, inflation has bumped up the cost for the 12 days of Christmas presents by about 2.7%. If you were to purchase all 76 gifts from the English Carol, from the 12 drummers drumming to the partridge in a pear tree, you would now have to drop $46,729.86. Gift wrapping and shipping not included. I'm Bree Tennis. And we better go back to the barn where it's the gift that keeps on giving. Bob Bolsold, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. All right. Thank you very much, Morgan. Hey, anytime. Nice to see you back. I heard that was quite a game at Lambeau. Alex was there as well. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Did he see Taylor Swift? No, he was down. Uh, he see, was down in the stands with everyone else. He wasn't up by you. No, no, no. They made him shovel. I think <laughs> he's, he's good at that. Yeah, yeah. it gets pretty deep. Let me tell you. Yes, it does. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Speaking of news, we got more coming up. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 31 degrees, 36 today. Jerry Clark is here. We're going to talk to Jerry in just a few minutes. But, Jill, we got some numbers we should pass along. The official November Class 3 milk price is out. And it's a little better than last month. In fact, 31 cents better at $17.15. But it's still almost $4 lower than last November's Class 3 price of 2101. It also puts the average class 3 price for the first 11 months of the year at $17.10, also well below the average of the class 3 price for 2022 of $21.96. The lowest class 3 price so far this year was in July when it fell to $13.77 a hundred with the highest class 3 3 price this year coming back in January when it reached $19.43. And the federal milk marketing order hearings got started again this last week. One of the issues now being considered is the National Milk Producers Federation Proposal 19, which which updates the Class 1 or fluid milk rates in all three... Uh, in all 3,100 counties across the continental United States. Also being talked about is the American Farm Bureau Federation Proposal 21 to increase the Class 2 differential from the current $0.70 up to $1.56. Class 2 products are soft dairy products like ice cream, yogurt, and sour cream. And the new members show dairy form... 
New numbers show dairy farm sellouts are way down this fall, and that's reducing the number of cows and heifers going to replacements and has also meant dairy farmers have had to slow down those culling rates. Over the last three months, dairy cow slaughter has fallen about 8% below the past five-year average. But the U.S. dairy herd still shrunk in October by 6,000 head, putting the milking herd at 9.37 million, about 42,000 head fewer than last October. All right, so some numbers. Class 3, November, not very good. Don't get excited about December either when that comes out. It's almost a quarter to six. Jerry Clark is with us. Chippewa County Agricultural Agent. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Jerry Clark is with us on this Tuesday morning at Wax. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Bob. How are the roads coming in from up in Tilden? Uh, 53 was pretty good. A little wet. but Side uh, roads, be careful. Yep. Uh, crews are out there, though. You can see a yep, couple of Yeah, let them, let them get to work. All right, it'll melt off because it's going to get 36 today and 40 tomorrow, 49 on Thursday. Hey, we got a new uh, 4-H agent coming to Chippewa County, I understand. Yes, we do. Uh, Jordan Blue will start in a couple of weeks. I think on the 18th is his first day, and uh, we're pretty excited to get Jordan on board after we've had a vacancy for almost six months now. Yeah, no, Jordan, from he's not from around the area, is he? I think he's originally from that Sauk County down okay. the Baraboo area, oh, good. I believe, right. is where he's originally from. All right, so looking forward to Jordan coming on board. But uh, before that, you got a lot of other important people coming to town. Yeah, we've got our uh, Farm Pulse uh, uh, Crop Insurance Green Marketing meeting, uh, kickoff meeting, starting on Thursday. So we're going to be at the Best Western Plus here Conference Center here in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. uh, just off Highway 37. And uh, we're going to start about 9.30, and we got Corey Walters from... Uh, University of Nebraska coming in. He's an ag economist, grain marketing specialist. So Corey's going to provide kind of that outlook and some of the grain marketing strategy as we kick off our Farm Pulse uh, program. And he's going to be the kickoff speaker right at 930, isn't he? Uh, Yeah, right around, I think, 930 is our registration type. So 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. All right. So you want to be there right away. And if you're marketing your own grain or you want to have a better handle on it, get there because he's going to give you some ideas of what's going on yeah and that's uh kind of why we brought Corey in he's uh pretty well known as a uh, well he is a grain marketing specialist throughout the midwest here and he was able to uh this is a three session uh, there's three different meetings one starts today i believe on the east side of the state and Mm -hmm. they're going to be down south and then they're going to come up uh, to eau claire on thursday and he'll be able to go home to Nebraska yep. from the west. Yeah, he's driving through, so he's oh. making the loop, and he's got good weather to travel. We yep. were kind of worried. Yeah, he sure does. So that's who else is going to be there? What else is going to be talked about? Well, then we're also going to have a, a crop input review and kind of some planning on cost of production. So Steve Akinick out of Tremplow County mm-hmm. and myself will be tackling a couple of these topics. Um, also, farmland rental rates and lease agreements. So that's always kind of a popular topic this time of year is Home landowners, uh, farmers start to kind of, if those contracts need to be re-signed and, and uh, looking at rental rates, things that go into a contract. And then uh, Katie Wontok is going to provide some uh, information on uh, egg income taxes, some of those prepayments and year-end planning for your taxes. So the whole program runs, uh, again, 930 starts registration and will wrap up around 2 o'clock. All right, and uh, still room to get in. Still room to get in, and this is free. There's no charge for oh, this. Oh, boy, then you really better yeah, be yeah. there. This is good information. <laughs> huh? some... How do we register? Because I know you want to have numbers for uh, 
Yeah, I think lunch. if we can get in tomorrow, we can you know adjust those those numbers mainly for the food and materials yep. is more than anything. So how? Who do uh, you do go to? Uh, well, online obviously go to our farm management page with uh, extension. So do some searching. Farm Pulse Grain Marketing Program should be one of the first things that pop up. You can register right there. If you're having trouble with that, contact one of our local county extension offices. I would try Steve down in Trempolo, Jackson County, or myself here in Dunn, Chippewa, and Eau Claire, and we should be able to help you. But otherwise, go online, just the extension website? Yep. So if you go to extension.wisc.edu, and there should be an agriculture page, then a farm management page, and it should be listed under there. So you got to do right. a little searching, but it might be easier just type it into a search box and... It should pop up for you. Sounds good. That's Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Western. Starting at 9.30 registration. So if you want coffee and a donut, probably want to show up then. Otherwise, the program starts at 10. All right. It's going to be a good one. Thank yep. you, sir. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. You bet. It's going to be another one. Good meeting coming up with Jerry and the other extension agents around the area. Well, Jill, let's go to markets. Where are we going? We need to go to Sparta Equity and hear from Huddy Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today. With the Highland Choice Beast Steers and Heifers 170 to 178, the Choice and Select Beast Steers and Heifers 159 to 169, the Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 155 to 170, the Highland Choice Holstein Steers 149 to 156, Choice and Select Holstein Steers 138 to 148, with unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers $1 to $1.37. Cow market steady with the quality beef slaughter cows up to $1.05, the Highland Slaughter Dairy Cows 87 to 102, the Clutters and Utilities. 51 to 86 for the low yielding and canner cows, 20 to 50 cents. Organic market today with the results from the December 4th sale with the Highland Slaughter organic cows, 135 to 170. The thin and small organic cows, 94 to 134. With the organic steers and heifers, 160 to 180. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing 95 to 110. With a thin, full, and bulls over 2,200 pounds discount at 94 cents and down. Cam sold by the pound today. With a steady to softer market with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing two twenty five to three seventy five, the quality Holstein heifer calves fifty cents to a dollar fifty. Quality beef bulls four seventy five to six twenty five, the quality beef heifers four dollars to six dollars. With the light and poor quality calves ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, December sixth, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut aiming at Equity Lives like in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to it over at the Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Boy, I'll tell you what, you're saving some sweat equity. You don't have to put that wood pile any higher much the way winter's going. Well, it's uh, we're early, but no, right now it is. You're right. It's uh, been pretty good, and it's kind of a nice, mild winter. Uh, and still some corn out there yet, so I guess uh, they could get the chance for those folks to get it off. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'll change over in Wisconsin, but yep. it's, we enjoy it while we can. So. That is for sure. Well, did we enjoy the sale yesterday? How'd that go? Well, we'll tell the folks about it. Another busy day here at Equity Stratford yesterday on Monday. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Stratford. Uh, the cow market uh, definitely on a weaker trend yesterday. Uh, High yielding, fleshy Holstein cows selling from 90 up to an extreme top of 110. Ma- majority of the cows we sold yesterday, this is uh, most of them selling between 65 and 89. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 65. Just a very light test on the fed cattle yesterday, so we'll have an update on those. Uh, later in the week, most of those will be sold tomorrow, our fed cattle on Wednesdays. Uh, on the bull market yesterday, uh, also a weak market on bulls, mostly from 95 to 115 is buying most of the bulls, lighter bulls, 95 and below. 
On the calf market, a mostly steady trend on the calves. However, uh, changeable weather here. Buyers are getting more selective, especially on these lighter weight calves. But they're good quality, 9,230 pound Holstein bull calves, selling from 200 up to 450 on yesterday's auction. Heifer calves from 75 to 120. Beef calves continue to be pretty strong, 300 to 600. Up to 650 yesterday uh, on uh, those Black Angus calves. We got a very busy day here at Stratford today on Tuesday. We start this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction, and we do have a large squares of second crop. If you folks are looking for that, also have round bales of corn stalks. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction today, folks. Uh, if you're in dairy business, we've got. Uh, a complete herd dispersal, and also do have another consignment, so we do have a complete herd dispersal, 60 Holstein cows, all stages of lactation, they're housed in free stalls, milk and stanchion barn, and again, the owner is retiring, these are coming from Wapaka County, of individual production, somatic cell records, cows will sell that way. Also, we do have another consignment of six parlor freestyle cows coming from Overstock Dairy, and we do have another consignment of 30 good quality parlor freestyle cows. Again, cows will sell with full breeding and production records. The owner is downsizing, so during the dairy business, folks, we've got an excellent section of cows for you today. Uh, and again, cows for everybody's budget, all stages of lactation, like I mentioned. Again, that will be 11 o'clock for the dairy auction today. Also selling today uh, will be organic cattle and market cattle. And just, for, uh, just a reminder, tomorrow, feeder cattle auction at 1230. We do have a large number of black Angus and red Angus bred beef cows bred for spring calving for that sale tomorrow. So a busy, busy week, Bob. I know you guys are busy this morning, too, so we'll turn it back to you. Enjoy the day. Um, well, maybe not really warm enough for go out and get a suntan, but it's still pretty nice for December 5th. Oh, it's a nice day. You got that right. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Board of Trade, uh, corn was a little higher, fraction of a cent higher. Beans were down about 15 or 18 cents yesterday. And overnight, how did it go? March corn up 1 to 2 at 487. The oats up a fraction, 395. March wheat up 4 at 624. Soybeans up 4 to 5 cents on the March contract at 1331. And meal this morning for March up 230 a ton at 40160 at the elevators. New crop corn out of Loyal is at 407 with soybeans at 1245. Arcady, we're at 412 with soybeans at 1250. And Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corn's at 412 with soybeans at 1240. At Golden Plump, corn 427. Also at Baldwin and Elmwood, corn is 417 today, beans 1226. Durand, corn 413, beans 1216. Mondovi, corn 413, their beans 1221. Fall Creek, corn uh, 408 on the corn, 1216 on the beans. At Osseo, corn is 422, beans at 1226. Elk Mound, 420 and 1236. Corn at Sparta, 422, beans at 1212. No numbers from Ellsworth. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, corn 429, Stanley 433, New Richmond 428, Barrel Cheese 153 and a half, Blocks 154 and three quarters, both trading a little higher yesterday. Butter up two and three quarters, 268 and a quarter. December class three up four at sixteen sixteen. January up five at sixteen thirty six. February down a penny, sixteen sixty nine. March down a nickel at seventeen thirty seven. And April up three at seventeen eighty one. Once again, thirty one right now. Thirty six today. Mostly cloudy. The snow that's falling that should melt later on. It'll be forty nine by Thursday. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.